You know what it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. You know who it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Odie Mari, Sodi Mari, Sorry, Sodi, Mari, Sodi. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Hey, oh, yes, no. Are you ready? Let's go. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. It's the Black and Snurdy Podcast with Odie and Maurice. And here we are. Hello. Hi. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I was, I was, well, yes. How are you? I'm doing well. Great. Mm -hmm. And um, welcome listeners. Mm -hmm. I'm Odie. And I'm Maurice. And you're listening to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. Fantastic. We're here for another week of... Fun information and <laughs> merriment or whatever. <laughs> merriment. Merriment. Um, Why not? <clears throat> I hope so. Yeah. I love being eating, eating and drinking and being merry. Uh, that is, yep. I also like doing all those things. Um, speaking of merriment, mm-hmm. I remembered the cards. I know. I watched you get them and I watched you say in your head, I'm going to make sure that I do all of the things that I'm supposed to do all the time. So, having said that, do you feel good about doing yes. the standard? Yes, I do. Because I have a working memory issue that you know about. And you know that I'm going to... I forget yeah. things every day. So, yeah. there's no reason to make fun of me for doing the thing that I remembered. Where are the claps? Well, uh, great job, Odie, for remembering something. Yeah. Do you wait? Time out. Uh, and I guess this is semi-serious. Do you want to be praised for it, or do you want well, to be treated I don't normally? Want which would to be, be it to be rubbed in my face that I happen to not remember the things before? Okay, but if you're being treated normally, if, that is exactly no. What I would do. Well, I, I don't would, want you to treat me normally. Okay. Okay. So then. Congratulations, Odie. You did it. Go, shut up. You I don't do, I don't want you to say any more things. <laughs> We're going to go into these questions, and I only want you to respond okay. to these things that I'm answering. Fair enough. All right, what do you have? <sighs> <laughs> I can already tell the, the vibe of this podcast. What would you prepare as your favorite meal for your family and friends? What would I prepare as... Could you read it again? What would you prepare for? <laughs> what can can you is there any way that you could possibly do this in a way that doesn't elicit that you're i guess still feeling that type of way i don't want to drop the p word but maybe you are you again? Why do you constantly? Like, I, why do you want to bully me every day? I'm not trying to bully you. You I'm are just bullying to, me. I'm in a very fragile state currently, and I'm, you're bullying me. I'm not bullying you. Yes, you are. You made a choice, and I. I, made, I cannot I, help that I my uterine lining is deciding it's just going to come out because I decided not to get pregnant this month, okay? So when I said, hey, could you repeat that, and you still mumbled, mumble-wrapped the question, (laughs) like, there was 
how am I supposed to respond if I can't hear what you're trying to say? So that means you just bully me for menstruating? I'm sorry. I'm not bullying Are you we for in menstruating. Texas? I'm bullying you for mumbling. Like, <sighs> fine, fine. It, wait, for the, the, the time out. The p word was professional. Oh, and professionalism. Well, I don't know because you've been <laughs> harassing me about being on my period since yesterday. For context, have you not made context, a bunch of jokes? For context, listeners, it just so happened to coincide with us watching Turning Red on Disney Plus, and I just thought it was very funny that she got a period and started wearing red earrings and stuff on the same day that we're supposed to be watching this movie about a red panda girl. <laughs> it's an allegory for getting a period. And it's a lovely movie. And even in the movie, they mentioned like, oh, my God, are you getting your period? I bought a bunch of pads. Like, so I just thought it was apropos. <laughs> but no, no. Uh, the P word I was talking about was professionalism, not period. I don't give a fuck about your period. Apparently, just you don't. Talk about professionalism. Because I'm stressed out and I'm cramping right now. And mm-hmm. your shenanigans aren't making it any better. Okay. So how can I, what can I do to help? (laughs) Just answer the questions. Should we restart this podcast? Should we just do it over again? (laughs) I honestly, I'm I'm this close to just being like, let's, you know what? I am actually. Don't do it. Don't leave it. We're just going to, it's fine. What would you prepare as your favorite meal for family and friends? Okay, thank you. Now that I've heard the question, I can give you a thoughtful answer. Um, you know, I want to say lasagna, but I've never made lasagna before. Um, a little bit of backstory. My mom makes this like really great. My mom and like, first off, shout out to all the women in my family. Because, like, on my mom's side and on my dad's side, my aunts, they make these layers of lasagna that just have, like, so much love and care in their meat lasagna dishes. So, like, it's not just, you know, just layers of cheese and ravioli and the whatever the noodles are. Look, man, don't give me, don't look at me like that. I don't know the nomenclature for fucking lasagna it's or whatever. Noodles. Whatever. Like it but they put meat ground beef in there or whatever. And or, or ground pork. I don't know if they put standard delicious las- in there. meat lasagna. Okay. But either way, uh I've been wanting to learn how to make that, but I do not have the time and the patience to do that shit. So Oh man, so I guess I guess if we're talking about a meal that I already know how to make, maybe maybe pork a, por- a, a pork roast. A pork roast. Uh, yes, yes, a really nice, um, marinated pork or sa- or or oh, I do know how to make uh, salmon. You do. You do know, know how, how to make salmon. So maybe I would say uh, you know what? I'll go with salmon because it's fish. You know, black people love themselves some salmon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, is. Is salmon the whole meal, or is it going to be a, a star? Look where I live. Look where I look where I am. What like, does that mean? You have a whole two-bedroom apartment. You can afford fine. a vegetable. Salmon, some asparagus, and Ugh. some uh, potato. What is, at best, <laughs> asparagus doesn't have a fucking taste. But it's the 
it's like the only the only thing is that it just makes your little, makes your pee smell. It's not stronger. even that. It's that it's like okay, if I if you give me a thing of kale, mm-hmm. it's or spinach or something like even broccoli or Brussels sprouts, you're given like a a portion of it. It's like yeah, I can eat this, and I'm gonna. It's adding on to my satiation, and I'm not gonna be hungry. You get like four sprigs of little of sticks, and <laughs> not filling at all. So like asparagus a- is not filling, and it's pointless to me as a vegetable. I don't see I, like why. It's it's not okay. It's a, it's like giving me a it's two not a main sticks. meal. Like it's a it's a vegetable. But when I eat a meal, and I make if I was eating. A meal, I would I'm not say that you can't eat. I'm just saying I don't want. I don't. I'm not gonna ask for this asparagus. Okay, fair enough. So, okay, but I, I think that the salmon with the other, or just get more asparagus. Oh, okay, yeah. You well. could just get more asparagus. Like you're eating celery. Like celery is such a non. Yeah, you've had celery before. Vegetable, you know? like it's, it's just so, it's, it's soft celery. It's giving you nothing. But I listen. I love this meal. I All would right, love to eat. Fine, it. and and some and some potato wedges. Okay, why not? Like it, there, there you go. You got some fish. You got some potato wedges. You got some asparagus. Like they all pair well together. Uh, there you go. What meal are you gonna uh, <laughs> give them? Is it gonna be some thing edible? I'm sure. See how I stop myself from going down a different road. It's called progress. I'm not looking for praise because, you For know. not bullying me? Okay. Yeah. Clap it up. No, I, well. <laughs> but, uh. If I were going to make a meal, mm-hmm. I would say, um, I would do uh, either, well, let's see. For my family, mm-hmm, probably steak. Mashed potatoes and uh, greens, probably. Is there any kale and bok choy? What's the thinking behind that? Well, um, steak, mashed potatoes, and greens. That's like it's standard pretty standard Ruby Tuesdays. Excuse style. me. Yeah. Has I have made you steak and mashed potatoes and greens before, and they did not taste like Ruby Tuesdays. I didn't say I'm not talking about the taste. I'm just saying that like that's a standard Ruby Tuesdays sort of meal. Like, and I'm also not saying that as a pejorative. Well, who eats at Ruby Tuesdays? I used to eat at Ruby we Tuesdays. Used to for Ed There's I, a lot of people who live in like the suburbs who are just yes. like, yo, Ruby Tuesdays is right over there. That's the that's the main that's hangout spot. Was, that's why I was eating at Ruby Tuesdays. And hence why I'm not throwing any shade. I'm throwing shade. I don't want to eat at Ruby Tuesdays. Ruby Tuesdays has terrible steak. At least let it be a outback steak at the very least. Oh, okay. You know what? And and that on that, I will agree. Outback has better steak than Ruby Tuesdays, Applebee's. And uh, TGI Fridays. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I feel like it would be easy to make that. Well, actually, no. Because mm-hmm. you said salmon, and I make salmon a lot, and I don't want to just copy you. Okay. Um. But if I was going to make a meal, I feel like that would be something that everyone's going to enjoy. I don't have to like. I know how to make that with my eyes closed. Um. And I wouldn't be like, and I like to make the steak in the cast iron skillet when you use like the rosemary butter. 
and all that on top of it. It's really good. So I think that would be standard. Nobody would have any issues. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't take, it doesn't take you a forever time to cook. Mashed potatoes are very easy. Greens are mm-hmm. easy to make, especially when you're not overcooking the nutrients out of them. Uh, um, do you did you ever used to use the um, I I want to say Betty Crocker uh, mashed potatoes in like the gray yes. uh, tub, just like mash them up and just like uh, serve them up. Um, my mom. Shout out to my mom, by the way. Did not buy those working mom because she felt like it was uh, I don't know with like dyes or something in it. it was, she just never bought those, and well, they were more expensive than just buying regular potatoes and mashing them up. Well, um, so I have not on. ever eaten those, yeah. but um, we did eat sometimes. Uh, like um, sometimes she would get a rice aroni. Okay. Uh, sometimes she would even do a craft. Mac and cheese. Or a hamburger helper. She wasn't actually big on hamburger helper, too, because she she said that was going to have a lot of dyes and sodium in them. She tried to get things, like, as healthy as possible that you can get. That's, like, the cheapest thing. Your mom does strike me as somebody who, like, looks at the, like, will stand in the aisle and look at the table of contents um, on the back of all of, like, the boxes. Yes. Why do you think that when I make you Kool-Aid... It tastes vastly different than when you make the Kool Aid. <laughs> Do you? Because I didn't grow. I wasn't allowed to. I wasn't allowed. No, I don't. Okay. I wasn't allowed to drink Kool Aid growing up. Gotcha. Like she actively wouldn't buy it. I honestly did not know that you needed to add sugar to Kool Aid um, until one time I randomly—I don't even know where I got this Kool Aid packet from—and I opened it and I pulled a U. Because I just stick, stuck my finger in there and licked the powder and was horrified that it was just... Unsweetened. Unsweetened, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, What's this next question? Or the, I think this is the last question, yeah. right? That's, we've only done one. Oh, we've only done one? Yes. Jesus Christ. We these, gotta, are gonna be, these are going to we'll, be we'll, quick. We'll make this quicker. We'll What's make the funniest quick. YouTube video you've seen? Oh, um, well, you know, I've been going down a, you know, uh, I've been going down a rabbit hole of Ryan George, uh, videos. Um, he's the guy who, uh, sort of deconstructs like just basic, normal, like everyday situations. And also he, he pitches movies. That's the one you showed me with the Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just like breaks everything down, like on a script level to point out like the ridiculousness of, of like the plot and everything. Mm -hmm. And he, yeah. So shout out to him. I say, go watch his videos. They're, they're pretty funny. Um, I don't have anything to play of his, but yeah, he's awesome. That like, they always, all of them make me laugh. Um, so I just, uh, I just randomly came across an oldie, but a goodie. Is it, uh, it's a hard in the day? It's a hard No, but that day. is, that is a great one. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so there's, it was three of them actually. It was Charlotte Takes a Tumble. Oh. The J Smooth dancing videos okay. that they were re- remember. I don't know if you remember freshman year yeah, when J Smooth and them yeah, were I, every dorm was staring at those gyrating moves. Yeah, and then <clears throat> the guy who would do those videos like because I'm what or 
Yeah, I'm not going to say the other ones because they are. I, when you listen to them now, it's it'd be people would find it very problematic. But he did like every ethnicity, and, and it would be like, he'd be like, "I'm doing this thing because I'm right," mm-hmm. and it was it was very funny in college. Mm-hmm. And so I randomly just saw those again, and those are the top of my head. Um, great. See how quick that was. <laughs> Final one. Mm-hmm. What memory do you cherish? Um. Wow. That's. You go first because I'm going to need some time to think about this. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I have so many. Okay. Choose like uh, either like your top three or oh, your man. top five because I need time to think. Jeez. Top five. Okay. Or top three. I said top three, maybe. I know. I just, usually you're telling me to speed things up. I didn't think you'd allow me five things to, to say. Um, all right. Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. Let's, let's <laughs> stay with maybe two, two, three is pushing it. But, like, let's, let's say two. Um, oh, man. Okay. Uh, okay, one, this is a memory of, of my siblings and I being terrors. Uh, it was my sister Shade and my godbrother Chris, and we had a club called COS. Chris Odie, Chris Odie Shade, um, and when we lived in Amityville, well, Copaic, which is right next to Amityville, um, with my we lived with my nana and my mom, and my pop pop had built that house. So in the back where our uh, the back of our room, we had they were like bricks still that he had used to build the house and, like, lay the foundation, et cetera, et cetera. So sometimes we would climb out that window and use the bricks to jump down. So one day, I was probably five or six, we decided to terrorize my Nana by jumping out of the window, running to the front of the house, knocking on the door, and then running back into the house through the window. Um, we did that several times. And I believe, well, I didn't get hit or in trouble because I was the baby. But the other two got in trouble. They got grounded because it was, we were doing that for what felt like an hour. And, and as you know, when you're kids, you think you're being slick. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure we were giggling loudly. Um, so she knew, she had to know it was us doing that and probably seeing us run around from her room to the back of the house. Um, so (laughs) yeah, that is a very good one. Yep. And, uh, we're going to keep it at that because I, I remember my mind. All right, good. Okay. Um, and we're also, I'm going to. Try to keep mine, like, mad short, but here we go. So, my cherished memory, uh, when I was a kid, we would, uh, okay, sorry. Um, me and my cousins would go over to my grandparents' house all the time. Uh, basically, she had Nintendo 64, we would play GoldenEye, we would play, um, Super Smash Brothers. We would play uh, WWF, like No Mercy. Mm-hmm. Play all the all the games, right? 
Um, basically, my cherished memory is just all those times after school with like it was me, Malik, uh, Chaz, Paris, just like playing in sixty four and just hanging out. Oh, shout out to you. Yeah, just like we or we watch a Disney movie, but like it would just be like right after school, we would like beg our parents, like, "Hey, can we go over to Granny's house and, and stuff?" Like, and just like, yeah, we would just hang out and, and uh, play in sixty four, like every day after school and stuff. Like, yes, I finished my homework and stuff. Like those, I will never take those away. Uh, and shout out to my cousin Parrish. Yeah, I think she just had her first child. So. Everybody's pregnant and having babies. Everybody in the club getting pregnant. Everybody in the club getting pregnant. Whack. Anyhow, what's up? <laughs> so we can move on. We can move on. We can move on. Yes. Yeah. Well, you're the purveyor of the of the uh, buttons, sir. Okay. This must be. All right. Um, and so you know, at the beginning, we like to get some of the. Sad things out of the way, um, and so we would like to give a, um, well, not a shout-out, but sending our condolences to Tony Braxton's family um, because her sister, um, Tracy Jackson? Yes, Tracy Jackson. Um, passed away from cancer. I believe it was esophagus cancer. Um, so, you know, that's very sad. Again, all, and always, fuck cancer. It's the worst. She was only 50, um, which is, you know, so young. And that, I mean, I'm sure that that was a long ordeal for them, but um, sending them lots of love. Mm-hmm. And also, very sadly, Emilio Delgado. Yes. He played Luis on Sesame Street. Yep. He'd passed away at 81. Um, and he, I mean, you know, he had a long life and a great career. He was on Sesame Street for 44 years, mm-hmm. from 1971 to 2015, and is credited in 428 episodes. Yes. So, um, you know, rest in peace to them. Thank you for being here and shedding your light on the world. And, you know, now you are... Honorable ancestors. Yes. Yeah. R.I.P. Rest in power, and uh, hopefully you found the peace that uh, hopefully we can all find at some point. Yes. All right. What's next? Oh well, now we have to just update you the ball on all those shenanigans that are mm-hmm. happening right now. Um, we are the Ukraine and Russia. Well, Russia is still at war with Ukraine, mm-hmm. as we know. Um, war. and uh, yeah, what is it good for? Nothing. And say it again. Um, Brittany Griner is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke about her last week, yes, I believe. And um, this week she said that she put a picture um, out where she's holding, like, a... It it looks like a placard of some sort, like, maybe just saying her name or something, like a booking photo. Um, So that came out. So we're just continuing to pray for her because, like we said before, Russia is extremely anti-LGBTQIA+. 
Um, it's really not that great with women or black people or any other people of color. Um, it, it's a very xenophobic. Not, well, I won't say the country is xenophobic, but there are laws in place, and Putin himself is very anti, you know, basically everyone. So um, sending her and her family our thoughts and our prayers, and just remember, you know, play, pay black women. Pay women in general. Mm-hmm. There's no reason that Brittany Griner and so many other women in the WNBA and other, and I'm sure this probably happens in other um, other sports where the women have to go out of the country to be able to be compensated because you're not getting paid nearly enough. Even if, like, if the Knicks go zero for twenty a whole season, they are still getting paid in the millions of dollars. Meanwhile, Lady Liberties, like, they could win the whole entire championship. And still barely breaking the best players on the team, barely breaking like 200, if even that. And I know like the last few years there have been a big push from some uh, big players like LeBron who have said like we need to put money on the, for the women in the WNBA, how can we support them, et cetera, et cetera. But there just needs to be more of that because people want to say, well, no one's going to watch those games. They're not exciting. That's not true. Plenty of these freaking base basketball games are boring as hell. A lot of some of the, we we watched the dunk contest. Y'all don't have like necessarily the cream of the crop in every single um, arena. So we're just praying for her, pay black women so they don't have to go risking their lives in hostile countries. Um, but that was uh, so far. I mean, she's still safe as well as we know, and they're still trying to figure out a way to get her over here. And we're just hoping that that you know happens quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and moving along to uh, Nicki Minaj mm. uh, Barb's keep your panties out of the bunches um, we were just having to mention the interesting uh, interview she did with Joe Budden yeah uh, did you have any takeaways from that that you wanted to, t- to chat about or did you want me to go into what oh, I saw no um, I I, I I, you know, I watched a few clips and uh, I did find some of what she said kind of interesting. Like, I obviously, again, she, you know, gave a shout out to Lil' Kim talking about how, like, her and Lil' Kim should be on the cover of Vogue, you know? Mm, which, wow. Which I kind of agree, you know? Like, I, I okay. I have a theory. Mm-hmm. I, th- I wonder... If we had given Nicki Minaj, not Nicki Minaj, if we had given Lil' Kim the sort of global respect as a rapper, not as a female artist or mm-hmm. uh, a, a woman rapper, but if we had actually seen her for the talented artist that mm-hmm. she was mm-hmm. in, the, in the, you know, like trailblazer that she was, maybe we don't get as much cosmetic work done. No, because she had that internalized anti-blackness and um, feeling of not being beautiful had nothing to do with the society as much as it did with like 
people around her like Biggie and all these other men that she was around, which it's interesting that you even bring that up because little Kim, when we know what, like she's one of the most beautiful Mm -hmm. um, artists of the nineties, you know, like I feel like as a dark skin, little black girl, even though my mother was very <laughs> flabbergasted at her music, she hated it. She wouldn't let us listen to it. But I um, I looked up to her because I just thought she was beautiful. Mm-hmm. She was my color. She was, like, completely herself. And I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. However, she was surrounded by men who were not edifying her or building her up and were calling her ugly and... And all these other things that led her to be um, that this place she is now, and you could see that, and that's a similar story to Nicki Minaj because the clip that I saw, because I didn't watch the whole hour, but she was talking to Joe Budden about you know the plastic surgery and butt shots and things like that. Um, she was just saying how it was the pressure from the men around her. Yeah. So this is what um, and I think and also some social media as well, because like she did start um, her career roughly around the same time as like we started becoming like super into social, super into yeah. Twitter and Facebook and all that other shit, you know. And she she says that like social being on social media was a part of it. But she always she also said, um, <clears throat> I think Wayne. They said stuff sometimes jokingly, but to a young girl or up-and-coming rapper or anything like that, when it's from someone like Wayne, it matters. Even if they're joking, they don't know that the person that is in there in that room with them is not finding it funny. Um, And, you know, she said that she's never had any surgery on her face. She's admitted to having butt shots, um, but said that, like, everything on her face is just uh, just makeup. Um, But just... Thinking of, I mean, Nicki Minaj, I think, is what, 35, maybe? She's a few years older than us. Yeah, she's a few Let's say older. she's 35. When yeah. she came out, I think she was probably, like, say, 24, 25. Okay. A 24, 25-year-old, even though you are, uh, you know, quote-unquote, you're an adult, you're, your brain hasn't even finished developing yet. Your yeah. brain doesn't really finish developing between, uh, it's between, like, 25 and 30, depending on the person. Yeah. And now you think of, like, the amount of... Uh, social societal pressure that already is on women and on black women to look a certain way. And when Nicki Minaj came out, she was very, like she was a thin petite, she's a thin petite woman. She didn't really have a big boob. She didn't have, um, a big butt. And in our community, we know that though, like having a fuller figure is something that's very celebrated. Yeah. Um, it's a desirable trait. Yeah. I mean, like we are just known to have right more like a thicker body. And I don't think there was any space in the in at that time for a woman to come out, and especially when they're already trying to over-sexualize you. But they wanted her to look like what their fantasy was. And she mm. kept saying, like, Lil Wayne was bringing women. He always was talking about big butts. He's bringing in a new girl to the studio every week, and they look a certain way. And she felt pressured. And, and I think what she said is true. When you are making jokes about somebody, you might just be saying, oh, like, look at a little itty-bitty titty committee or whatever, mm-hmm. and and you're not even thinking about it, but you don't know people's insecurities. Yeah. Um, and even though, you know, Nikki has 
many problematic things that she does um, that I do not agree with. I do uh, feel for her that she f- that she felt so pressured to like augment her body because she was like some of the the butt shots she didn't go and get a con- consultation for that. She just was letting people put stuff in her body, and the amount of women that I, like I know, uh, I have at least one close. No, two close people that one one person, her sister-in-law died mm-hmm. after going to get a surgery. Um, one, like they just, someone had like just a bad surgery and it didn't end up well for them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you're doing all of these surgeries to look good, but you're not, not to look good for you, but for other people because you're constantly being told there's something wrong with your body. And I think that is a, that's just a societal thing that we have to get over mm. you know because it's just regardless of I don't, there's nothing wrong with surgery if you want to do that it's your it's your body it's your choice mm-hmm. but i feel like that shouldn't be a you're doing this because you think that you have to it's like i want i decided i want to have bigger boobs well you could just go do that you know but not because you feel um less than or you're not as beautiful without that mm-hmm. and that's something i think that many women and men, you know, are dealing with in the industry is this constant pressure to look perfect. Right. No. Um, I So I, I often wonder, um, as far as, like, the cosmetic surgeries are concerned, um, like, I, I know that, like, insurance tends to, like, not cover those, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's more so, like, out of pocket, and that's why, like, people end up going to, like, wellness centers and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, ultimately, like, I, I feel like those are, I, I you know, if you want to do cosmetic stuff more power to you i'm mm-hmm. not shaming anybody i always sort of lean towards like cosmetic stuff feels like it's a it's a band-aid to maybe a larger internal issue mm-hmm. and if unless the larger internal issues are resolved and then it's just like oh i want to add on to that you know what mm-hmm. i mean like for instance i would say the one thing that i would get cosmetically done would be my teeth. But you have great teeth. Right. I have, well, I have nice teeth. They're not great, but they're nice, right? Uh, I think they're great. Right. Uh, I would maybe like veneers, maybe look like chiclets, you know, make them look like tiles on <laughs> a bathroom floor, you know? Every new rapper. Yeah, you know, all, all of that. Like they're just stainless steel white, <laughs> you know? Like the the whitest albino, make them look like elephant. Oh, like tusk, uh, like you know? when when Big Mama put the yes the dentist. Oh. oh my God, we had, we're at some point gonna have to talk about that. But either way, um, but but that but I've come to that after having been in therapy for a while mm-hmm. and dealing with my sort of insecurity is about my teeth, mm-hmm. you know. But like that, it, but even still. I'm not jumping at the opportunity to get them customly done just yet. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, I am secure enough with where I am with my teeth as they are mm-hmm. that if I did get an injection of money and I could do it, I would. But it's not like, hmm, 
Do you understand? Yeah, what I'm no, saying? I get what you're saying. Like, it's not I'm a. Not, you're not. I'm not staring at your mouth every day and just thinking like, oh my god, this is so bad. I need to do this exactly. right now. Exactly. I'm looking at my mouth. I'm like, no, I am beautiful in every single way. These gums can't keep me down. Like yes. they're like I'm. I'm looking at them and I'm just like, yeah, you got some good ass fucking teeth. Like, but I, I think I'd that's like important to... because most. So when you get um. When you're getting regular plastic surgery mm-hmm. compared to like if you were going to get something like a bariatric surgery, right? Yeah. You have generally with bariatric surgery, there's a lot of different steps. You go to get like a psychological examination. You usually have to have a therapist. They have these group meetings you go through um, because they know that the weight that you have on you is not necessarily, sometimes it could be due to your, to your genetics and things like that, or maybe, you know, you don't, uh, your body processes uh, the food fats differently. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's always a variety of reasons of why people might have gained um, an inordinate amount of weight. But if you don't deal with whatever those issues are, like if you're an overeater and you don't know that you're over, you don't know why you're an overeater, and you get bariatric surgery, you're just going to go back to being that weight and you're going to feel just as bad and then you're going to have wasted money and and also like kind of negatively impacted your body because you can't staple your stomach to the half of a size and then you are training it to be back that big. That's not good for your body to do to do that. Um, and, but at least in, and that, not to say that it never happens because sometimes people do end up gaining the weight back if they haven't learned better eating habits, but at least they're like trying. I could go to a plastic surgeon right now. If I have a, a if I said, oh, I have a hundred thousand dollars, I want you to do a tummy tuck, a breast lift, a butt injections. They'll be like, okay, sure. They're just doing it. They might not do it all at once because you're not really supposed to do more than like two or three at a time, mm-hmm. but they're just going to do them for you. And so many people, like, if you think about all these celebrities that get, like, massive amounts of plastic surgery, they are still unhappy because they constantly are redoing something on their body, not because... They're searching for a level of perfection that can't be attained. Exactly. And so you they, don't... And, and that speaks to what I was talking about earlier as far as, like, addressing the psychological mm-hmm. uh, before, like... Bef- Adjusting the psychological before you actually work on the physical. Exactly. Because if you don't do that, it's always going to go back to... Yeah. You're always going to be back at square one. Yes, yes, you are. Um. So... Yeah, well... I'm, you know, you Nikki, know. she sometimes... She, she misses the boat, but I think this was... It's specifically the part about the plastic surgery. I think that it was an important thing for her to know mm-hmm. and for other up and coming artists to pay attention to mm-hmm. because we see that a lot of these artists, male or female, they come out one way and then over time they're doing a lot of these different changes. Yeah. And they end up getting chewed up and, uh, you know, like feeling like they need to augment their bodies mm-hmm. in order to, uh, like, uh, gain more massive appeal or stay relevant and uh it doesn't it just it just doesn't have to necessarily be that way because uh kim Lil kim just did another surgery wow and it's i've she's a beautiful soul and i want her to be happy and i want all of them to be happy um and not to be in a prison of their own making right um but speaking 
of prisons. Yes. There's a friend of yours who uh, has been sentenced recently. Why is he a friend of mine? (laughs) Why is he my friend? Uh, juicy. Is it juicy or Jesse? It's it's Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. It's it's is like. Oh, I was okay. I'm not gonna say that because that would be terrible. Oh, yeah. Were you also thinking what I was saying? B. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say as well. <laughs> Boy. <it is. laughs> so if you don't remember, uh, in 2019. Joy. He said that when he was still in Empire, he said that he had gotten uh, beaten up, mm-hmm. poured bleach on, and a noose around him mm-hmm. in by, Chicago. In Chicago. The coldest days. Oh, in Chicago. That's, that's by white men in Make America Great Again hats. Yeah. Now, of course, they beat him up. They yeah, they beat him up. The, they poured bleach. And, he was he was on his way to Subway, the the sandwich yes. shop. Yes. At like three in the morning in Chicago. Yes. Sorry, I just wanted to add these details in <laughs> to remind everybody how just interesting and very noteworthy the story was when it initially came out. And of course, everyone, all the black people, all the LGBTQIA plus people rallied around him to support him. Uh, so many, like John Legend, like anyone, everyone was talking about it. Yes. So then it came out after some investigation that, a, one, they weren't white guys. They were these two Nigerian brothers. Yeah. So everyone was confused. And, of course, you know, Adas got real happy at that. See, the, the, the immigrants, they're coming over here, and they're beating us up. And then we come to find out, do more investigation, that they were, like, Per, he, that they allegedly had been paid to do this by him, and then that's what started this whole saga. Now, all these years later, um, the trial is finished. During the trial, we uh, he Juicy alleges that he and one of the brothers were having sexual a sexual relationship. They were doing drugs together. He wanted to personal sexual train him. Romance. Uh, the brother was just like, we never did any of that. We were just, I was just training him and he paid us to do this thing. Da, 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 da. He wanted to put us on. And so um, the at the end of the trial, he was found guilty. And this week, Juicy was sentenced to 30 months um, of felony probation including 150 days in jail, and he has to pay restitution of $120,000 to the police department and a $25,000 fine for making a false report. And, you know, after this happened, he decided to have, you know, you get to have your, your say in court, and this is his response. No, I would just like to say to your honor that I am, uh, I am not suicidal. That's what I would like to say. Okay. I am not suicidal. Okay. I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your honor, I respect you, and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, 
I did not do it to myself, and you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time? I am not suicidal. Okay. Mr. Uche. So, um, what do He's you... gonna kill himself in do jail. Do not say I'm not, that. I'm not saying that as like, oh, I want that to fucking happen. I just know, I watched that thing and I specifically noted that he, he, he led, he didn't lead with I'm innocent. He led with I'm not suicidal. That was the main thing that he wanted to start the whole thing off with. Yes. Is that I am not suicidal. Not that I am innocent. That came around a little bit later. But Mm -hmm. his main thing was, I am not suicidal. Which makes me curious that, okay, either one of, not one of two things, multiple things could be happening. I think he is mentally ill. Oh, like us all. Like, okay, not like, not necessarily like us all. Because we're not necessarily going out doing stuff Mm -hmm. necessarily with like what's going on here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I just got back on my medication. Oh, yay! and I'm not going to cast judgment on anybody else with a mental illness. But what I will say is that it is very troubling to me. For someone who has has created narratives, mm-hmm. like that's what this whole case has been. It's mm-hmm. been that there has been narratives created, mm-hmm. and we don't even know the reason or the source or the core of why these narratives are being creative. So when he says, I'm not suicidal, I'm not suicidal, that makes me think that another narrative is going to be creative. Yeah, that's going to be created. Okay, so I um, I pulled up an article where his lead attorney, Nene Uche, said that he made those comments for a specific reason. I don't want people to think, well, he's going crazy. Why is he yelling? I'm not suicidal. He was doing it for a specific reason because let's be honest, we have the Epstein situation where he was found dead in jail, even in protective custody. What Mr. Smalley was concerned about was what if he turns up dead in protective custody? He doesn't want people to think he killed himself. I can't blame him because I have sued a lot of jails for unexplained deaths. Now, his lawyer's response to this about there being an Epstein Epstein situation I to me that wouldn't be the 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 thing that I would have pulled up I mean there's I would have just said there's lots of black people who yeah. have gone to black jail who have gone to jail and, jail not and come out ended up like like mysteriously committed suicide committed even though suicide they d- could, or, didn't or have access have to anything yeah. so him saying I'm not suicidal to me I took it more like he was trying to paint that narrative of like, if something happens to me, you know, I didn't do it because I've heard of black people who have gotten arrested or even if they've never been arrested, people put it on their statuses. If I'm ever arrested and something happens to me in that jail, just know I didn't do it. Mm. Now the judge was calling saying that he's very narcissistic. That's he said he's narcissistic and arrogant. So it could be he's a narcissist that this, um, that's what makes this a lot more difficult to 
there's so many there's so many variables because yeah. it could be that he's a narcissistic person that he's just looking for the attention and he wants people to be on his side. Sure. And then it could also be that he is worried that the police might want to do something to him in retaliation for making a fool of them. Sure. Or he just, you know, he's just talking to be talking and generally gain, gain sympathy for the situation. Um, like, he says he's innocent. It's, it's not implausible that he could have been saying what he could, but his, his version of it is that he was trying to put these dudes on and they set him up uh, to beat him up because they didn't like him because he was gay. That's like the basic gist. So could that have been the truth? And then they're lying to the police. Who knows? But at the end of the day, what the, the court has come to its, its uh, end, not to say that I'm a, I don't believe just because someone gets convicted of a crime or doesn't get convicted of a crime of their guilt or their innocence, um, if we're just looking at the facts, it feels very weird. I think his response was very weird about 400 years. Black people have, I'm, I'm putting my fist up in the face of justice. Cause this, it doesn't really feel like that type of situation, especially because we know, well, I mean, the people that were attacked, you weren't white. I mean, do you feel like they were paid by MAGA people? And that's why, I don't know. It's very weird. I wish we weren't involved and paying and and didn't have to like hear all these different testimonies. I do hope that nothing happens to him in these 30 days. Do I think he needed to go to prison for this? No, but as an abolitionist, I, there are most things I don't think people need to go to prison for. I think community service and probation would suffice because there's did get a lot know, of probation and community service. Like, well, he had 30 months probation. And he got. But he had a hundred. It was one hundred twenty one fifty. I think it was one hundred twenty days of being in jail. Yeah. So that's what th- three months. Well, like I, th- I thought no, it was one hundred fifty. I think it's a, I, no. Yeah, I think it's one hundred fifty days in jail. So that's about thirty. Yeah. So that's three divided by fifteen. Maybe like five months. Yeah. I'm so, thinking. I mean, a lot could happen in five months. I hope that the time that he's in there, he's able to. Think about whatever things that happened, come to a peace about the situation, come out, be better, mm-hmm. do better. I think that everyone, like, he made Play him, number crunchers on the outdated computer. No, read, they got, they got iPhones in there now. Read, uh, well, you know, but like, it's, it's, it's like limited iPhones, you know? Like, I've been seeing these dudes on TikTok. Read, uh, the 48 Laws of Power. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, along with other law books. You know, like just just do do some do some real like self reflection. I just you know the the problem with putting people in jail is that we don't have any real restitution rehabilitation or anything like that. So you he if he say he's a narcissist, he's not going to go to prison and be given the life skills to come out and not be a narcissistic person anymore. They're not that they just don't care. They're not paying for those things. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the justice system is broken, mm-hmm. of course, and we have a lot of, a lot of things need to be changed. Um, there's always some more shenanigans, yeah. um, just like, you know, he was afraid of going to jail and being, um, harmed and other people can't even go to the bank and pull out some money without having police locks 
drawn on them. So. What was that analogy? What? It's not an analogy. It's what happened. You didn't hear about the Ryan Coogler situation? Oh, shit. My yep. apologies. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. That's why. That's before we started. Okay, continue. I didn't realize you were segueing. Yes. That's a very interesting segue. I thought it was worked. It 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 does now that I understand what's happening. I now that I get it, I'm giving you your credit. Yeah, that was a very good segue. Thank I you. just didn't I just didn't put two and two together. Continue. My apologies. So Ryan Coogler, you know him as the famed director of Black Panther and many other movies you've seen. I mean, he's he's if you I don't think. Any black person. I was about to say the name of uh, Fruitvale Station. There we go. Yes. Ha, got it. Um, Ooh, man, sad, sad movie. Sad I'm, movie. I'm still never, I've never watched it. But, um, and wow, he directed Fruitvale Station and see that he, life imitating art in a way, mm-hmm. because uh, Ryan Coogler went to a Bank of America in Georgia. He was wearing sunglasses, um, an olive green hoodie, and a mask. Not unusual, because we're still wearing masks, because we're still currently in a pandemic. Fuck what you thought. If they lifted any mandates in your country or in your state, still a pandemic. Um, Goes in there. He writes on a note. Please, uh, I'm withdrawing $10,000. Whatever, you know, give him all his information. He has debit card. He had his um, ID. Gives it to the teller. The teller, for whatever reason, feels so shook because he has this mask on and he's wearing glasses. And she was like, I don't know, he was just acting weird. And it was a black teller, by the way. Um, she tells her bo- her manager. The manager tells her to call the police. I believe the manager's white. She calls the police. And in the police call, she tells them several times that he didn't have a weapon, that she was calling because she it was a large sum of money, he was being, she felt like he was being weird because when she was asking him, you know, like how he, what denominations of the money he wanted and stuff like that, he was like, just look at the, look at the um, paper. Um, and the, so she felt like that was weird. And then um, while he's waiting to get his money, uh, these police, you could see in the, in the security cameras or the, the body cameras, he's sitting at the teller chilling, waiting for the bag of money to come out. And then all of a sudden these police just um, are like kind of surrounding him and they're like, hey, can we come outside real quick with their guns drawn? He comes out. They, I guess, realized it was him. And they're like, well, do you understand why we went, you know, why we came and got you and you were arrested? And he's like, no. I just saw somebody get uh, shot at the CVS I'm not going to go into a bank and tell them I'm taking out $10,000 so all of these people in the bank could hear me. Like, and I don't see how that is weird. You didn't even give me a, a heads up to anything. I'm just sitting at the bank teller and, you know, you are arresting me for withdrawing money from my own account that I had of a ID and a debit card. And I'm just, I'm not flabbergasted. Because the we live in this racist country, so of course. But I am very disappointed in the teller because when the police officers were taking him out, she's like, good job, officers. And the woman, 
on the call of the police says that she didn't even look at his name. How stupid can you be? That's what, that's the troubling part for me is that like, if you didn't, she didn't do, she didn't do the bare minimum of at least pulling up the account. It sounds like, it sounds like she didn't pull up the account at all. She didn't. You know, like, I, I don't know if this was a Wells Fargo. I don't know. Oh, uh, Bank of America. Oh, oh, well, you know. Fuck Bank of America. Miss me with that bullshit. Fuck Bank of America. I used to bank with Bank of America. First and, time I ever uh, got an overdraft. Well, yeah, they, they fuck them. Anyhow, um, yeah, fuck, fuck out of here with Bank of America. But either way, like, I know that, like, they have to beep, boop, boop, like, pull up the account mm-hmm. in order to see, like, you have to put your little card and little chip thing. You have to put your little pen in the thing. Mm-hmm. And then they say, hey, what do you, what are you here for or whatever? And and that's when, like, it sounds like she didn't even do she that didn't. part. She didn't do any of that shit. Like, she didn't. She was just like, so, so, f- sorry. Fuck you, lady, for not doing your due diligence. Fuck you for, like, and also, my apologies. My apologies. Black people working at banks... This should probably be my grinding, but I'm going to say this for this section right here. Black people working at banks, stop trying to be fucking heroes for the fucking bank. (laughs) They're insured. They can't fail. Do you know? Do you remember that Wells Fargo documentary a few years ago? Oh, not just not even just a few years ago. Do you know how they just case found out that Wells Fargo was denying a bunch of black people yeah. of mortgages yeah. recently? Yeah. Like, do you know how how many to, like how corrupt banks are, and yet here you are laying down your life to to try to be like, whoa, I don't want Ryan Coogler to 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 rob rob this Bank of America. So let me let me call the police. If you don't get the fuck out of it for $10,000, you think a dude is going to come up in there with a note and say, hey, give me the bare minimum of a bunch of money? Fuck off. Like, get out of here. That doesn't make sense. And people have... Oh, give me... Like, I'm robbing you for just $10,000. Not all the money that you have or or a bunch of... A larger sum of money Mm -hmm. other than $10,000... Not that much, quite frankly. It's I've just never not. worked in a bank, but anything like <sighs> sorry, I'm let's perfect. say when I worked at AMC, right at the movie theaters, AMC has a uh, rewards program. It's Stubbs, where they used to. It used to have a reward program, okay. program. Stubbs. When people would say, "Hey, I have an awards thing. Um, give me the popcorn," you would take their ID. You look at it, you take their card, you swipe it on the thing, and it pulls it right on up. Mm-hmm. And you would be looking at it and, and confirming. And I don't know how the bare minimum for a movie teller would not be the bare minimum for a bank oper- operator, a cashier. Like, why wouldn't you just look at the person's name? Uh, and the fact that he was giving you a note, all the note said was like, Taking the money out, please be discreet. Because it's $10,000 fucking dollars. Don't know why. That's weird. And worse, the worst thing about it is he was taking the money out to pay a medical assistant for some, that works for his family. So this wasn't even like, I'm trying to get, you know, a new chain or something like that. And even if it was, it wouldn't matter. But, like, he's just trying to go and take care of 
a family matter. It, it should never have escalated to this. And she should be fired. I'm sorry. Go find another job. If you can't even do the bare minimum of checking someone's ID when they have, he had the PIN number. Like what? It wasn't like there's nothing about it that was was weird to me. So fuck her. Fuck her and fuck Bank of America. Easy. You know what? Here's an easy solution. You have the PIN number? Easy. Do what they do on the goddamn phone call, which is, can you give me a, 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 a secret what your pet's name was? Or can you say what the first concert you ever went to? Or what your mother's maiden name? Like, that's all you have to do if you feel like there's some sus nonsense going on. You don't have to call the cops. And I... I also think that she should be fired. She should be fired. The cops should be fired. Because why are you drawing your guns on people that don't yeah. have any guns? Yeah. It wasn't like he was there and he was like, I have a bomb strapped to my, well, strapped to my yeah. stomach. I, 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 I mean so much like as far as like what could actually be done. Actionable actions oh, well, that could sorry, actually yeah, result correct. to something. Because there's no point in me being like, oh, the cops should be fired. Because they're they're clearly not going to. They should sue Bank pro- of America. They're mad, they're mad protected. They're, they're Basically, the cops are the mafia. Anyhow, continue. Sue uh, Bank of America and uh, move your bank over to a black man. Yeah, move your... T- come on, Carver! <laughs> yes, Carver. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, um, Carver. We are moving along. Yes, are we? To, uh, you mentioned Red Panda earlier. Mm-hmm. Have you mm-hmm. watched that Disney movie? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you recall, we were talking about a bunch of like the scenes that seemed like they would have been a little queer, mm-hmm. um, were weren't really explored in the way that they could have been. And why are you looking at me like that? Nothing. I'm just continue. Just, okay, fine. And um, the Disney has been coming over fire, uh, oh, coming into fire, over fire, under fire. Thank you very much. Coming under fire this week because uh, they had, did not put up a big enough. Um, really, at first, they didn't put up any kind of fight or pushback against the Florida's "Don't Say Gay" yeah. law, which, if you hadn't heard, it's basically you, you can't say the word "gay" or teach about queer yeah. identities in grease, primary school. A real grease scenario. Didn't put up a fight. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what's his name? The uh, CEO, Bob Chapek. Yeah, Chapek. Yeah. Chapek. He, at first, he's like he gave a very um, bland response that the LGBTQ and other members at Disney were like, was tone deaf. And then I guess because everyone was like pissed off and probably saying they were going to cancel their Disney Plus membership. He did put out a um, a response. He said, powerful content that changes hearts and minds only springs from inclusive cultures, which not only attract and retain the best and most diverse talent, but also give those employees the freedom to bring forth ideas that reflect their lives and experiences. We must, we must work together to ensure Disney always remains such a place. So he's allegedly saying that now, you know, they're going to try to push back against the don't say gay. I don't know why. that. And by pushback, they mean that they're going to have little slivers of LGBT stuff in their movies 
just little slithers so that they could easily be either cut or re like reworded when they are obviously broadcast overseas in specific countries that I won't say right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, it's just more bullshit from CEOs who don't want to put in the effort and actually do the work. Yes, because they don't care about anybody. I mean, I don't know if people realize that Disney was racist as fuck. He was racist and homophobic and all those things as fuck. Mm-hmm. So it's not surprising that the company that he created that was super bigoted is still has like latent yeah, Mickey bigotry. Mouse's hand, Mickey Mouse's fucking gloves were, were t- are tied all the way back to menstrual shows and stuff. So many things. So like, uh, like it, it, it's this is not nest. This is not necessarily surprising. Um, also, it's 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 not surprising that like the company that basically owns everything. Uh-huh. Uh Like I, I I will say this. I will say this. It's not helpful to try to say, ooh, we're going to boycott. Like, it, instead of being proactive as in, like, trying to boycott Disney, like, maybe be proactive as in, like, hey, let's voice our our discontent with this specific individual within the company, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the president, mm-hmm. like, and put the put the boots to the fire. Like, no, we don't like him. We don't like him, like, constantly doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I say that makes more sense because Disney owns so many fucking things. Yes. It's unrealistic to say that you're not going to support Disney because Lord knows they got their hands in so many fucking pies. Yep. It's like, even if you say, oh, I'm not going to do Disney Plus, I'll just watch Hulu. They own Hulu. Hmm. Oh, like, I'm not going to do Hulu. I'll do Amazon. Uh, I'll do Amazon. Well, they also have some content streaming on Amazon. Okay, well, <laughs> all right, well, I'm not going to do Amazon. Well, they also have some stuff streaming on Netflix. Like, you know, like, they're, like they're, they're, it's inescapable. Like you it's can't like Vanguard and BlackRock, you're not getting away. Yeah. Um. Well, that's all I had to say about that. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Bob Chappick. Miss me with that bullshit, and bullshit. to all the LGBTQIA plus people and allies at Disney, keep doing your great work. Do what you gotta and, do. And I mean, who knows? Maybe the answer could be either create or. Go to like well, damn Disney. Disney's Pixar too, right? Yes, they are. What's another animation studio that's not Disney? Um, DreamWorks. Okay, maybe y'all can go to DreamWorks. Oh wait, was DreamWorks twentieth century? Wait, does wait oh. does does holy shit does Disney own DreamWorks? No, they don't. They can't own. DreamWorks. I mean, who knows? No. Everything is owned by like five people at this point. They just have different subsidiaries and different names. So it could be possible. But um, I do feel like if we can find those ones that are not owned by Disney and just all the really great talent go there, then Disney would be forced, you know, to do something else but that's just like you'd have to find all those places they do not own dreamworks okay great okay everyone they're they're owned by universal so but doesn't okay well universal is different than disney when you go down there so yeah okay okay hey 
guys, switch over to DreamWorks. That's Steven Spielberg's company with the two other people, right? Yeah, uh, uh, NBC Universal. Okay, all right, guys, come on, move over there. Figure it out. I mean, they're probably problematic as fuck, too, but... Oh, yeah, of course. Just keep spinning around the block until each of them go through whatever bullshit. Look, we're going to get our gay animated CGI (laughs) fucking show. Someone's going to do it. We got Queer Force. And guess what? No, like, I want an actual CGI one. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, that that took three years to make and, and 900 fucking employees who were underpaid to <laughs> fucking <laughs> I want that and the the fucking lead is probably going to be a white male mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and maybe a, have a black boyfriend. a black boyfriend yeah that's what i was thinking mm-hmm. it's either it's it's either going to be a white male and a black boyfriend or a white male and me Latinx or Asian. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely gonna have something an interracial light couple. skin. Something, yeah. probably light skinned. So it'll just be like, hey, hey. So that it'll at least be somewhat tolerable, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I want them kissing hard, like not, oh. <laughs> not like you know. Obviously, like it's in a in a PG sort of world uh-huh. where like they they hold hands for the majority of the movie, but like you know, like at the end they, they just at the, at the end they just like they kiss slow dance and yeah. It's just like their faces come together and you see fine. Like they could they could kiss while some bumblebee like flies uh and just like land it just so happens to like land and focus of the camera mm-hmm. so that it obscures their lips cut touching or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Which you know is gonna happen. And I want everybody to take this clip and I want everybody to post it when that fucking <laughs> happens. They're gonna they're- all right. Okay, we're moving on. Because they're not going to show it. They'll never show it. Um, they never show it. We have one more stupid thing mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. before I have a funny surprise that you're. I really can't wait for you to hear. But mm-hmm. um, Kim Kardashian, the quote-unquote mogul, mm-hmm. um, was asked by, I believe, Variety, how, you know, the best advice she has for women or whatever. And she says, I have the best advice for women in business. Get your fucking ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. And then she was like, surround yourself with people who want to work hard and da 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 Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I am wealthy and have stolen all of my work and thoughts from black women and other creators. And so now I'm going to tell you how to do it in the complete opposite way that I've done it because I was born rich. But, you know, it's your fault, you're poor. So that was the, uh, that's what she said. And her family also had more stupid things to say in there, um, which were very intolerable. And you could go watch the whole, there's a whole, uh, I think it's like an hour. I don't know. It's enough time. that And who wants to pay attention to anything that they have to say? But, you know, work harder. Get off your ass and work, Maurice. First off, her advice of getting off my ass and working just made me, when I heard it, I was just like, well, I'm going to go ahead and take a nap mm-hmm. like, and uh, get paid for the day. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, it's it's kind of... It's obviously it's tone deaf for all the obvious reasons that everybody will point out. But 
I think it's very much important to remember that, like, there are so many women out there, so many people out there, but so many women out there who, like, work their asses off and it results to nothing. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a fucking luck equation that's in this. Like, Karkat, like Kim just so happened to be born into a wealthy-ass fucking family mm-hmm. where she could, you know, make a career. And I'm, and I'm not saying that, like, she doesn't work her ass off. Like, I'm not saying that she doesn't work in, in some totality of what her day-to-day life is. I'm sure she does. But... Like, that's also not paying attention to the fact that, like, she was born with a, a, a sentiment of privilege. A lot. A lot of privilege. She got a brand new, like, Beamer at, for her 16th birthday. Like, this was not... Yeah. So, like, so like she, she started off not having to work and then cramming in a bunch of work that's in a small amount of time, like, can't just be, like... You know, telling people, hey, like, if you want what I got, you have to fucking work for it because it's not the same. It's not a it's not a one to one comparison. It just doesn't work that way. Well, because even let's say someone like Beyonce, Mm -hmm. she has she did not grow up. She grew up middle class, upper middle, upper middle class, upper middle class. Um, So it's like when she's like, you know, I've put in a lot of work. I'm like, yeah, like, you know, working hard and, and have, but she still recognizes that she had a whole family there to support her. And her father did a lot and her mom did a lot to make sure she was able to get to where she is now. But if Beyonce told me the same thing that Kim Kardashian told me, I would be like, nah, ma'am, because your 24 hours of the day and my 24 hours of the day are not the same because you have Julius, you got all your assistants, you got all of your nannies, et cetera, et cetera. So anybody in that realm who has the finances to afford, and this is not even for super mega celebrities. If you are a person right now, even if you have one or two kids, if you and your partner can afford to have a nanny, to have a cook, a driver, a virtual assistant, da 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 da, like you can't say that you're doing the same amount of hard work that a single or two parent household is doing where they have to do all of those mundane tedious things on their own. And the funny thing that about Kim Kardashian saying to work hard is that the whole Kardashian family has had issues with their work places where they have been accused of having toxic work environments and not paying people the right money and all these really extremely demanding um, jobs that they're putting on people. So it's like, are you working hard? Or you're saying surround yourself with people that work hard so you don't have to work hard? Because that's what it seems like. And I just want them to just, like, I don't know why we have to still be keeping up with them. Why can't they just be, they just go into the ether and shut up. But we have to constantly be bombarded by more of their shenanigans. And it's just every time they speak up, they say something, it's idiotic. In the same interview, Courtney is, like, talking about women being blamed for what their men do. And I will tell you the exact quote. She says, everyone has their problems, so you don't have to point the finger at anyone. But to make it to the woman's responsibility, it's really sad. 
and it says a lot about our society that people would rather spew venom as opposed to some sort of sensitivity or compassion or just nothing at all. And I find that really, really, really surprising seeing as she tried to get, oh gosh, why does her name always pop out of my head? Her name is Jordan. Jordan Woods. She tried to get her completely canceled off the place of, of the face of the planet because her a philandering boyfriend tried to kiss her. And it was a very like quick little thing. It wasn't, they weren't fucking or whatever. Tried to kiss her and has impregnated several women, but like they put, put their sights on her to be like this home record and have this whole campaign against her. So it's like, you're telling me to not focus on you and you, what you're doing in this relationship, but you were focusing on other women. So ma'am, what is the truth? What are we doing? It's stupid. Can we just wash wash our brains and our world of all the Kardashians? Agreed. Um, what's the surprise? <laughs> I'm going to try to make it through this whole thing. I'm going to. It's, it's, uh, it's a doozy. So... Is this a am I the asshole? It's not. I wish it was, but you should. I'm going to ask you, is this person the asshole for posting this? Okay. So, I sucked on the clitoris of her thoughts until she moaned prosperity. I gripped her from behind and slow grind my fully erected sound mind against her childhood traumas until tears of healing started to fall. From behind, I put my hand around her throat in the most passionate way, and my lips on the tip of her ear, I whispered, strip for me. She replied in a low tone, I'm already naked. I said, no, remove your insecurities, remove your childhood pain and your confusion. (laughs) I want to touch you in places no man has ever touched you. I want you to open your mind for me. She turned around and straddled my divine knowledge. I gripped her by her hair and pulled her head backwards until her neck was slightly arched and she moaned, I love you. I replied, no, while thrusting my knowledge into the wetness of her mind. I need you to love, I need you to love you. That's the only true love that will ever matter. She climaxed and climaxed again and climaxed again until she stood up a renewed woman. I yelled out, all praise is due to the most high. Divine Queen Yada. Love you, beautiful, and I'm extra proud of you. This was someone. So if this was so real quick, if this is if this was D'Angelo writing a Zane novel style <laughs> fan fiction for the sequel of Love Jones, that's what I just fucking heard. <laughs> Where did you fucking find this bullshit? Oh. Like, like yeah, strip for me. I'm already naked. No, strip your insecure. If you don't get the fuck out of my face, this is a hotep. Like, the and, fotepery of it no, all. No, fuck off. You know what? No, this is not a hotep. This isn't a fotep. This is a this is a brotep. Like, <laughs> there's a black ass hotep. Like, who who who? Like, I I'm going to use poetry and. All of the lyrics to grind on me to 
to perfectly express my feelings. And I'm just like, I like, come on, dude. Like, this is a Facebook status. This is a Facebook status. This is a that no. Was, this is like a circa two thousand. No, it, it, but it's literally a Facebook status. Oh, it is. Somebody wrote that on Facebook and tagged the person in there with pictures, and that you know the whole world could see. Okay, well, I feel bad for who everyone involved. Oh. I feel bad for the people who were tagged in it. I feel bad for the people who wrote it. I feel bad <laughs> for the people who saw it. I feel bad for the people who are friends with the person who wrote it. Like I'm, <laughs> I I would not I I would want to run away from all of this bullshit. That was shared in my Discord group. Yeah. Black Girls Create and I well, ba- I, I that was actually my I first time Black reading Black Girls it. Create a barrier to shield themselves <laughs> from bullshit like this. Yes, me too. But I I could, that was my first time being able to get through it. Wow. Anyhow. Um, and I am glad that my surprise lived up to uh, what I thought it meant. I'm, I'm so sorry that you had to deal with that. It, uh, women out there, I feel bad. Anyone. <laughs> at anyone the same, anybody. have to have. They have to deal with it. Oh. But at the same time, ultimately. Miss me with that bullshit. bullshit. All right. Let's take a break. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be right back with more of what we're doing now. You're listening to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. We now return to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. It's not your situation. I just need contemplation over you. Over you. I'm not so systematic. It's just that I am average for your love. For your love. I'm not the only one that holds you. Mm. I never ever should have told you you're my only girl. Never should have told you. Not the only one that holds you. Mm. I never ever should have told you you're my only world. Never should have told you. Georgia Pop, she put in pot. Kiss the girls and make them cry. Georgia Pop, she put in pot. Kiss the girls and make them cry. Georgia Pop, she put in pot. Kiss the girls and make them cry. Georgia Pop, she put in pot. Kiss the girls and. Is that the one Faith Evans song that you actually tolerate because you don't like Faith Evans because you actually think that Faith Evans is not a good singer? You said that multiple times on this podcast and just and, and out in the world as well. So quickly. First of all, there are several Faith Evans songs that I do enjoy. But they're all singles. Okay. You never want to listen to an album. Okay. There's not been one album where I've been like, oop, no skips. So I don't want to listen to it. Okay. I think that Do you she... like All Night Long? We can dance. Yes. It. Okay. Do you like, um, I'm not going to go through all of them, but I, but, but like, do you like her that, party That stuff? one with Carl Thomas, right? Uh, no, no, no. Burning Up? I'm burning up. I'm burning up for you to see. I'm burning up. I will say, generally, the singles 
I have liked. So any okay. of the party songs, like whatever that one, that one where it was all those bright lights and they're in the club. I think there's a rapper in it. I don't remember. Okay, that there's so many. I know there's so many. It was in like specific. late, 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 late nineties, okay. early two thousands. Like this is the thing. She and Ashanti, I think, are on the same level. I don't personally think their vocals are. They don't have trash vocals. But their vocals are something for, like, okay, maybe a feature. Um, being on a song with a lot of background vocals. But there's not a time where I want to hear them singing live. Like, Mary J. Blige, she's someone who she, I think she has a, a, a different register. She, does, she sings, like, she very much sings to her uh, what is it called? Her strengths. Mm. So for me, like, I feel like it very much makes sense why she is this like hip hop R and B icon. Mm. Uh, but a lot of these other girls, I don't think they have those certain talents where they have been. I think that they've made the way they are. They are as popular as they are because they were light skinned women that the rappers thought were attractive, and many other men thought were attractive. But I don't think that they were that talented. I think it was just the situation they were in. Plenty of other women in that time were way more talented than them, and they didn't get to shine. So I maybe that's why I'm just, you know, I'm not really uh, checking for them because I, as a child, witnessed and listened to them singing next to people who could actually sing and those people not getting the flowers and recognition that they deserved. I was on a date recently and the topic of love is blind came up Mm -hmm. and um, they had a very unpopular opinion where they said that like deep deep was mid a a black average. Was this that one that you that? No. Okay. No, no, no. This was this past week. So I feel like I saw a picture and I was like, "Mm." no, well, I'm not sure how you reacted, and but I deleted all of this. Was this the Caribbean one? Uh, no. Okay, you'll show me afterwards. But yeah, I, nobody was. Yeah, no, nobody that you had showed me pictures of would I feel like could have been calling deep okay. D mid. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> I was at least trying to like be fucking. I was like, being nice and cool. That's nice. Is, is that nice? Jesus. No one that you showed me <laughs> should be ever talking about Deep D. Deep D's beautiful. You grow through all of these. Deep D was I'm beautiful. Like, okay. There were no, there were some of those women were were attractive, but I don't think anyone could have been like, that oh, I'm not going on dates with Deep D level <laughs> women. Jesus fucking Christ, Odie. My this bad. This is not an indictment on you. It's mm. the woman who's being rude to my girl, Deep D. Sorry. Okay. It was just one of them, not well, all sorry. of them. Well, her. I can't remember her name, so. Well, it's fine. And, and even if you did, and I will <laughs> say it, like, I'm not going to say it on the podcast, so. Yeah, no, of course. She, she doesn't matter. Don't wait. Isn't that the one we don't? No, that's not. No, that's not that one. There's so many. I can't remember. It's not that many. You have had a lot of dates, and I know, and that's what I'm gonna be okay. in my grinding about. So <laughs> we are in the mental health uh, portion 
of our show where we talk about our weekly experiences, what we've been going through, what we've been dealing with, what we may have even overcome. Um, and, <laughs> well, you've gotten a little taste of our <laughs> This episode has not been that great. But, <laughs> Maurice, can you tell me uh, how have you been feeling this week? Um, a little bit, a little bit better. Um, my ment- you want to know about my mental health trip? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's been, <laughs> it's been, hold on. God damn it. <laughs> it's been one week since you looked at me. Uh, I said that I set this whole fucking bullshit up and mm-hmm. it, it didn't fucking play fine. It's been. There we go. Like, that's all yes. I want. I knew you were going to do that. That's why I helped you. Yeah, I know, but it, it was less organic. <laughs> um, one week until I schedule my therapy session. Woot woot. So right now I'm just passing the time by making some healthy habits and adding them into my daily routine. Mm-hmm. Like what? Well, I've gone back on my medication. Mm-hmm. So I have started exercising again. Mm-hmm. I am just trying to fill my days with a active routine so that I'm not staying up all night or staying mm-hmm. up late at all hours of the day, <laughs> being a fucking night owl and just being like, oh, I'm not tired. It's two o'clock in the morning. Why aren't you tired? I don't want to be that person. Sorry. No offense. Offense taken. Well, then offense recognized. <laughs> recognized. Yes, it's a Friday night, but you say the same thing on a Tuesday night. Like, relax. <laughs> okay. I'm just... I'm doing what I can to get by <laughs> until I can get some further introspection and help. When's the last time you saw a therapist? Like maybe a month ago. Okay. So it's just been like. Maybe a month and a half ago, probably at this point. All right. Right now we're in March. March. So, yeah. yeah, probably like January. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that you've been making a lot of strides throughout this month and maybe a month and a half that you haven't had your therapist, which is you've been using the skills that they gave you, which is good. You haven't had a blue period that's super, you know. Unmanageable. Unmanageable, yes. Oh, yes. All of my blue periods that I have had have been manageable. I think you're starting to wear off on me a little bit because it's just like, oh, it's only in the high, like I used to be able to track. Oh man, it's coming, and now it's just like, now my blue period is like, oh, oh, I was just, I just had, oh, that thing that I was experiencing for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, it turns out it was depression. My bad. Ooh, I couldn't figure that out. But like, so are you saying I'm rubbing off of you in a negative way? 
Maybe you're just so distracted by the joy that I'm bringing to your environment that you're not able to think about yourself feeling sad. So then you're like, oh, wait, that's why I was being grumpy and bullying Odie so much. No, I think it's I think it's the thing that I'm saying. I think it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's the patterns of behavior that you exhibit that I'm now starting to exhibit as well within my life. And uh, I need to focus on that and work on that. So and I and I have been and I am doing that. Hence why, you know, like I'm I'm just it's going to take some time for me to get back into a normal routine, but I'm making those steps. So what about you? How have you been? How has your mental health expedition been? <laughs> um, yes, I'm looking on thesaurus.com. It has gone as smoothly as the, oh God, damn it, the word just flew out of my mouth. Those mountaineers that were in the like Uvery, Uvery mountains that were massacred. Um, they it was like the 1900s. I want to say it was like 1919. This expedition of people, I and I can't remember where the Uvery Mountains are. I'm gonna find them, but they're like, I think in Europe, these people went up there, and at their base camp, days after they were there, they found them all dead. They had been murdered from inside their tents, and some of their bodies had been strewn around and moved post mortem. It's very scary yeah. and gross. Yeah, and I'm that, sure there's a horror movie. Yeah, they they like ate each other and, and stuff. This one, no, they didn't eat each other. They were murdered. Okay, but nobody knows, so like, because all the people who were on the trip were dead. So n- it wasn't anyone in the trip, unless yeah. like there was no sign of like a murder suicide. It was like they had been murdered from inside their tent. Okay, and then you know, so that's I feel like how mine's been. So your week has been going much like a, a winter expedition murder trip. Yep. Um, sorry. I mean, you know, I've just been that, uh, very. I feel bad. I'm sorry. Depressed. Yeah. And I mean, there's not. I realize now because my period started uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. the day before yes, yeah, yesterday. Um, that my heightened depression, and you know, the severity of it was being amplified because of the PMS, um, which I've been, which is something that I started recognizing a few months ago. Thank you for your help. Um, because I, and I mentioned it to my therapist then. And she said that it's a very, you know, common thing that happens, of course, um, that before your period starts, you might feel a lot more moody or sad, et cetera. Um, but I've also done my own reading to see that, like, apparently some people who have ADHD during the time of their period, like, the symptoms are heightened. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that makes sense why, um, like, feeling extremely low motivation and low um, kind of ability to kind of get out of bed and do anything and on top of feeling very exhausted with life in general. I feel like my main stressor this week, last few weeks in my life as a whole is just the idea that like there are things that my brain is doing or the behaviors. Like I've been doing the same things since I was seven, Mm -hmm. 17, 
27 now, like things have not changed. They've perhaps like gotten better. I've learned how to navigate certain things, but like my brain is my brain Mm -hmm. and it's not going to change. And even when I start taking medication again, that's not a, not a quick fix. And it's not even necessarily like a, a complete fix because there's still going to be other things that are happening that are causing me that might cause distress. Like, you know, like when I was on, I remember when I was taking Adderall before, and I, t- I think I was on Adderall for about two years. There were definitely times where like my focus was better. I was able to finish the projects and things like that. But there were still things like I, my anxiety was less when I was on Adderall, but Sometimes, depending on how stressful the work day was, my focus may not have been all there. Or if I was really, if I didn't get sleep as much, um, it wouldn't really, it wouldn't be doing as much as it could be doing. So that was frustrating for me. And so I'm hoping that, like, I just finished signing up for Medicaid or Medicare, whatever one the young people get. Signed up for that. Thanks to my shout out to my virtual assistant that I hired. Um... Because it's just like, I feel like this, it's dealing with my mental health is just another thing that I have to do on my to-do list mm. constantly. And there's already a, such a long list of things that I have to do on a daily basis that are stressing me out, causing me ajna and a headache. And so the fact that I can't just trust my brain to work consistently it's very very frustrating um and it's knowing that like regardless of what i do i don't really have a i don't have a say in the outcome because i can only can do my best but sometimes you know my best is not uh, i guess cutting it however my therapist and i were talking thursday and she was just like that i have a lot of internalized ableism which I mean, yes, I think we all do in different ways, like of the expectations that I have for myself and compared to the expectations that I have for myself and the high standards that I have for myself, but lacking the compassion for myself as to why um, things may not get done in the way that I want them to get done or in the time that I want them to get done or whatever. And I think, like, there's so many things that happen when, as you're growing up, when you're, you know, when, like, someone's like, you can memorize those lyrics, but you can't, you know, memorize your homework or whatever. And without recognizing that, well, why would I be able to learn this music more or something or these dance moves more or whatever? Um, and not, instead of thinking about why, is something's happening just automatically putting a negative uh, label on someone so like being lazy being a space cadet being ditzy all the things that I've ever been called in my life I'm constantly trying to push back against those things and when I am not successful it makes me even more sad and depressed so that is my homework for this next week and life, I guess, to figure out how to have compassion for myself while also like being able to 
execute the things that I want to do uh, without all of this uh, immense stress that I have. Um, I, was having, I had like a panic attack yesterday when I was in the shower, so that was fun. But, you know, every day is a new day to hopefully have a different outcome. So I am cautiously optimistic, per usual. Okay. Thank you for sharing. I know that that wasn't easy, and I appreciate the vulnerability. Well, I'm trying. Trying every day in different ways. <laughs> yes. Um, in, in, in fact, like the, w- never mind. I'll, I'll just move on. Um, no, not in a bad way. I just like, it reminded me of, uh, this is us kind of, you know, like just the, the, the way you, you were like vulnerable. Like it, it felt very much reminiscent to like the good seasons of this, is us, you know? Okay. Let's not in a bad way. That's not a bad thing. That's I know good- that. The good seasons of This Is Us. Yeah. I like you don't well, you don't really you're not loving this latest season. They're focusing so much on like oh like, oh, this is how like we never needed to know how <laughs> fucking Manuel and Rebecca got together. Like we I don't need to know. We're getting everybody's backstories <laughs> for the final Everybody except the fucking youngest daughter in oh. Randall's household. Like Deja had like three seasons <laughs> and now Malik then hit it and quit it. <gasps> Yep, I think that's exactly what's happening. No, it's not. He's he's like he's got back together with his baby no. mama and no. Yeah, yep. I, we do you not remember the end of the last episode where Randall told him that he needs to stop or whatever? Yeah. He's I, probably afraid. No, I I think I think he I think he he took the offer. I think he sent a text message later on. It was like, hey, so um, I think I'm gonna do that thing that you said. <laughs> and back the fuck now off. I want to watch the next like what yeah. the preview is for the next episode I didn't see that all oh, this humming uh, all right this humming well, bullshit all right uh, speaking of bullshit yeah speaking of bullshit let's get into the things that have made us angry frustrated and everything our gripes bring it what we gripe yeah. we're not griping anywhere else we gripe yeah. Okay, so you're starting us off with this. Where are we going with this? Okay, so bothering you. It is Women's History Month. Just finished Black History Month. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, we just, we want to constantly uh, uplift black women, women in general, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a white woman on Twitter. Her name is Savannah. Her, at, at, her handle is like, is RXO racist? Apparently. She um, is an anti-racist ally and all that stuff. She posted a picture of herself in a shirt that says stolen black breast milk 
built this nation. And I showed you the picture. She yes, is a she white did. woman. Yes, she did. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm grabbing the picture now so I can look at it for reference. And so people have, black women and other black people and just people in general have been saying, um, this, like, you need to just take this down. This looks really bad. Um, we don't, we didn't ask for this. This is not the type of help that we need or solidarity we need and da 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 and she has just been, um, she has just been doubling down on her, what she feels like uh, is her right to say this. Um, and allegedly, like, she's also been very problematic with other black influencers um, about, like, them calling her out on what they call these, like, tactics. And she allegedly got married on a plantation, but it keeps trying to to convince people it wasn't a plantation. Um, and I went through when I went through the the tweets. She, someone, this black woman was like, "Yeah, no, please, no, take this down." And so she responds to them with this picture. It is a collage of black women. Uh, breastfeeding white babies during slavery. And she says, yes, yes, yes. Um, and as in to say to this black woman, you don't know the, uh, to me, I read it as, um, you don't know the history. And um, she's like, never mind the part where a black woman who knows me personally is verifying I did the work to avoid venues that owned slaves. This is about her plantation wedding everywhere I've been I've has been everywhere I've ever been has benefited off the black backs of black and indigenous people from where I lived to where I worked and went to school and it is giving my black friend um said that I could do this and you should just be cool with me to using my white privilege to bolster up the plight of these black enslaved women using their bodies to nourish white folks. For the record, imaginary friends don't count as black. <laughs> like, uh, all these people are like, oh, yeah, I have a black friend. Like, just because you, uh, you know, you have a, it's a Calvin and Hobbes situation mm -hmm. uh, where you and uh, your, <laughs> your black friend, like, you know, <laughs> just, no, it's, it's not the same thing, okay? I just want white women... I want all non-black women. If you are trying to be an ally in whatever way, and a black woman says, yeah, that's not helpful, mm -hmm. just listen. Because, like, for me, I'm a black woman. I'm rooting for all women. If, I, if there's, like, recently they had that white man who was attacking all those Asian women. If I want to be in solidarity with Asian women and say this isn't right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and I decided to do some sort of like something, you know, maybe performative, but in the not in a negative way to try to help out and bring awareness to something. If an Asian woman said to me, yeah, Odie, this is not it. Uh, you could have, whether they said it in a nice way, in a rude way, in a whatever way, I would have to be like, you know what? This is not my cause to try and, um, this is not my cause. So I'm going to listen to the people who are being directly impacted by this because they're the ones who have the onus, or not the onus is not on them, but like they're the ones who are being harmed. Mm 
Mm-hmm. So they're the ones who are allowed to tell you how, what the harm reduction looks like. And of course, black people are not a monolith. Nobody is a monolith. So there are going to be people who are be like, oh, uh, it's cool that you have on this shirt. No big deal. But if a large amount of black women are saying, yeah, uh, this isn't it. We don't really need that. Perhaps you could just share the link of the shirt for someone or put the artist up or whatever the case may be. But I think it's just white people, especially, you know, when, when Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, excuse me, were constantly talking about the dangers of the white liberals versus uh, and white progressives versus the white conservatives, this is what they mean. Because they, this, this is the second white influencer who's supposed to be an anti-racist person who's pushing it back against the, whatever, white supremacy, having problematic behaviors and, tar- and uh, cursing out or getting angry at black people and especially black women for calling them out. And I'm just very tired of it because we don't need to have anything performative and trying to bolster your content creator count because she calls herself an accountability creator. No, I don't need you to try to be on my side for clout. I need you to be on my side because I'm a human the same way. I would want to be on your side because you're a human. And if you can't do that, please just shut the fuck up because you don't have to say anything. Use your coins to donate to black uh, organizations to donate to black people specifically, you know, in your area, support black businesses. That's all you have to do. We don't need you to come in here being Captain White save because it's unnecessary and you're probably going to cause more harm than good because even though the situation is not like something super serious, it's like it's just another thing to cause division or whatever in an already fragmented group and it's just unnecessary so it's like are you really anti-racist or are you the ops i need to know so that's my grinding uh also just you know fuck depression and adhd i don't care because it's stupid both of them are stupid and i would just like to be neurotypical for like a day and that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, you wish you were a normal girl. Yes. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I'm annoyed with myself because. Um. So for myself and for you, we've talked about this off mic, but uh, I've been out here dating, going on dates, uh, to not much success. And I gave myself to the end of February to, you know, meet, match, go out on dates or whatever like that, and then just delete all the apps mm-hmm. and then just focus on myself. The very last date that I had planned on happened this week in which they mentioned that uh, in my profile, uh Okay, so a little bit of context. When I go on these date I, dates, I make it clear, like, yeah, like I, I'm dating with intent, or mm-hmm. you know, like, like making it clear that like I'm I'm serious when it comes to like wanting to date people. And stuff. Mm-hmm. 
they were taken aback and it was like, oh, on your profile, it was just like meeting new friends and stuff. And I realized I have not updated my profile since I was like 25. <laughs> so like my profiles all say that like, oh, int- like it's the same. Basically, I've been matching with people and meeting with people with the same fuckboy profile, at least uh, on Tinder and Bumble. Now, Hinge, Hinge is, they. I don't have that on there with Hinge. Yeah. So that's not a good excuse. All those, <laughs> all those people that I matched and met with on Hinge. <laughs> but the people that I matched and met with on Tinder and Bumble, I'm like, I completely understand why y'all were, like, confused. Uh, and I think BLK as well. So, you know, but it doesn't matter because I've deleted them. And uh, I'm not gonna focus on them anymore. Do you think this the date you had with the girl most recently is something you would like to continue? Did we talk about this? Yeah, we talked about this off mic, and I'm not gonna. I can't talk remember. About it okay, we mic. don't have to talk about it on mic. I'm I, not going to uh, talk about it. I can't on remember, mic. so I'm sorry. So we'll you'll give me a refresher when we get off. But yeah, when we're, we're off mic. Um, I think I I know that that is you're frustrated with yourself, but I I do want to commend you. For being very consistent and going out and putting yourself out there. And even if you did put in the profile that you're open to friends, um, you know, I think Which that... Which is a lie because I'm not open to, you're like, not. I don't... I don't. I always think that's a lie when people put that on there. I don't think anybody on there is looking for friends. Either you're looking to... I mean... I was. There was a time when I was, and it was in my 20s. So you were looking to, for friends that were not friends you were going to have sex with? You just wanted to have platonic no, friends. No, I wanted. No, I wanted friends. You and wanted if friends. If I ended up having gonna... sex with those friends, that would be cool. But mm-hmm. like, I I was just like, oh yeah, meet new people. I would like to have friends. And if we end up having sex, it's like cool. Now they're now we're friends who can have sex with, and at the very least, we're just friends. You know. Mm-hmm. Again, it was a very fuckboy mentality that I had when I initially created that at the created that fucking profile, profile mm-hmm. and that's not who i am it doesn't represent who i am now well i think that you still put your best foot forward on all of these dates even when some of them wow. were very weird very. um and even when you came on the date you did tell them what you were looking for because it's not like when you guys were going when you guys were chatting you never said i'm just looking for friends you were asking them for to go on dates you met them you told them what you were looking for and then um <clears throat> And uh, you you tried your best, so I think that's great, and I'm very proud of you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay. Well, with that being said, let's focus on the stuff that made us happy. Yes. You know? I'm the baby merchant. Cats are us. I give you all the service and no damn fuss. Give the baby merchant just What made you happy this week? That song. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what made me happy this week? Um, well, uh, I I don't know if Brooklyn was no, he wasn't sick the last time we recorded. I don't think so. Um, no, he wasn't. So Brooklyn got sick last week on Friday. Um, he was pooping in the room, and that was disgusting. And then he was pooping outside, explosive diarrhea, and he was. Um, 
had blood in it. And I was very worried because no being is supposed to poop blood or have blood coming out of any orifice outside of their vagina. Um, Because that's just not, it's not safe. And if you're having, even if you're bleeding out of your vagina, if it's not during the normal times, you should be worried. Um, But... (laughs) He went to the doctor and a $500 bill or close to $500 after we got medicine and he has been doing great. No poops, which is awesome. And um, he's been feeling much better. So I'm very happy about that. And um, things with work have been going pretty good. So I'm happy about that. And I'm going to Raleigh next week for my mom's birthday. So I'm very excited about that. That's fantastic. Oh, and I hired a virtual assistant. Yeah, that's good. That is all good things. Um, I would say the only, well, doing this podcast with you, it's been fun. And uh, I would say I'm, cl- I'm close to uh, making some changes at work. Yes. We're, we're I'm still feeling out the process, but we'll see. We'll see in the next like week or so. And those things will take place and and you know, we'll we'll be we'll be good on that front. I can't get too detailed into it, but like well, I'm excited for you. You've been working very very hard. I have. And whatever things come out of this, you will have you will have earned them. Yes, yes. I look forward to the results of of what comes. Well, that's all I got. That's all I got. So um, I think we could just wrap it up. Wrap it up. Nope. (laughs) No. Where was that from? Uh, Wrap it up. I'll take it. Um, That the that song. I have to listen to that song. I don't think I know. You've never heard "Wrap It Up, I'll Take It." Who sings that? It's it's like a country song. Wrap Uh, it up, I'll take it. No, wrap it up. I'll take it. Wrap. You've never heard wrap that? it up. It's from like the nineties. I don't think you're singing the right words. Wrap it up. I'll take it. Only the only oh song God. that I'm hearing with that sort of melody sound is like the that John Mayer song about. No. No. In the deep sea of blankets. No, that's enough of that. So, uh, your body is wonderland. Uh, goodbye, everybody. (laughs) That's enough. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and uh, y'all have a good day. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can reach us via email at blackandsnerdypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black and Snurdy Podcast, as well as on Twitter at Black and Snurdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle Licorice is Legit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is Legit. And you can find me on Instagram. It's That's O-D-T-H-A-T-S-O-D dot E. And on Twitter, T-H-A-T-S-O-D underscore E. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us. Tune in next time to the Black and Snurdy Podcast, where snurds of a feather flock together.
Remember? <laughs> no, this is keeping it. We're keeping this in. Don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I actually want to keep that. <laughs>